Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to my first podcast and now tuning in to my second podcast. You all are beautiful and wonderful and amazing people. I appreciate it like none other. Let's get back into it. I heard all of your comments, your concerns, your ideas, your suggestions, and dare I say, I'm going to try to make this a better time for you. Uh, I know a lot of people said it was a little bit boring the first time around, and I apologize for that. If you were listening to the first podcast, you would know that your first tier, you always act professional and polite and make sure you use your manners. So the second one, I'm going to be a little bit more friendly and a bit more myself. So hopefully you can get to know me a bit more as well. Let's get to it. Today is a beautiful day outside. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween to those of you, unless it's after Halloween when you hear this. And I hope everybody has a wonderful and amazing day. And if it's not a wonderful and amazing day, just know that one day, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but someday it will be a good day. So let's get to it. Quote of the day. My quote is from a movie. Fun fact, this movie came out on my birthday, May 30th, many, many years ago. Um... The name of the movie is called Finding Nemo. The quote is from Dory. It is, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Comes with a great song. Just keep swimming. Now, if that's not motivation, um, a fish that can't remember anything, I think that, uh, you know, maybe your problems aren't nearly as horrible as you thought if uh, you had a short-term memory loss situation, much like Dory. But what she always kind of throws out there is just keep swimming, but you know, again, for anybody that's struggling, having a rough time, hard day, hard life. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. You know, I was just thinking that just keep swimming, uh, which goes on many, many levels. I think that if you just keep swimming, you just keep moving, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, you're going to get to somewhere new that you haven't been before. Um, definitely staying in one spot is a good way to get eaten. Uh, you know, if you're not swimming or if you're standing still, you know, if you're standing still, you're not moving and you're not alive. So again, just keep swimming is my quote for the day for life. Moving on to the helpful tip. Uh, this is a fun little uh, tidbit. So we won't not be as boring or drawn out. I promise you as my last uh, helpful tip, this helpful tip, I heard, I read somewhere now, Daylight Savings is coming up very, very soon, people, so please be ready. And I think that this is a great idea. Uh, for me personally, it is very difficult. Uh, I, I have a wonderful, amazing son named Chase. I call him Chaser, but Chase loves to wake up every single day at 6.30, sometimes 6.45 when he's being nice. And, uh, you know, most people don't have to get up till 7.30, 8 o'clock. But Chase likes to wake up at 6.30 because that's his jam. That's what he does. He gets up early because he's an early riser, and that's his thing, and he gets ready to roll. So obviously I can't let him get up on his own. we got to get up with him. So what's going to happen, though, is daylight savings will roll around, and we will turn the clocks back a little bit. And as fun as it is to turn back the clocks, most people I know that when we turn them back, so 6.30 will now become 5.30, and, uh, you know, most people are going to probably use that extra time to sleep an extra hour. And, you know, now think about this. That extra hour you gain, that's one day and you get an extra hour. Uh, you can get that extra hour anytime you want. You can go to bed an hour earlier. You can take a nap. Uh, it is not that important to get that extra hour. What you should do 
is wake up an hour earlier and use that hour. Now, at least that, and again, this is for me. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for daylight savings. I want to wake up an hour earlier and hopefully try to beat Chase and wake up. I'm going to wake up at 5.30 instead of 6.30. And hopefully if he goes to bed at his normal time, you know, he'll fall asleep or maybe he'll wake up with me or maybe I won't have a choice, but I'm going to get up at 5.30 and that's going to be my new thing is I'm going to start waking up at 5.30 and give myself an extra hour in the morning to do what I want and do a little more stuff for me because my schedule doesn't always permit me to wake up and, you know, I, I wake up at 6.30, I get up with my son, we both get ready, I brush my teeth, I brush his teeth, I brush my hair, I brush his hair, I put some gel on his hair, and I do what I always promised I would never do, sometimes I lick my finger and I push his hair down, and I, I'm so sorry, I used to get mad at my mom when she would do that, I'm like, mom, come on, and now... I'm doing it to my son. It's just a parent thing. It's I we can't help it. It's unavoidable. So that is my helpful tip. Uh, when the daylight savings rolls around, don't use that hour to sleep in an extra hour. Use that hour to get up earlier and do a little something more with your life. I'm excited for daylight savings, as you should be. Now it's time for story time. This is a fun story today. Instead of a long, boring story, as some of the complaints were, this is going to be a fun story about what my old roommate I used to have. We used to call him Uncle Rizzo. Uncle Rizzo and I... Uh, used to live together in a wonderful little place in Palatine. And one evening, he asked me to meet up with him at the bar. We were both at different locations, and he said, called me up. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I said, well, hey, uh, hey there, Uncle Rizzo. What are you doing? I want a drink. Meet me at the bar. Okay, I'll meet you at the bar. Which bar? Gators. We loved Gators because Gators is a 4 a.m. bar, and it was walking distance to our house. So what we could do is drink till 4 in the morning, get pizzas that were $5 a slice because you don't care at 4 in the morning, and if he got too drunk, he could walk home. This is before the days of Uber, mind you, and so this is just us being safe, and I highly recommend everyone be safe. So he and I decide to meet up. I get to the bar, and I see him, and he's already been drinking, and he's like, Oh my god, you're never gonna believe what happened. I go, oh my god, Uncle Rizzo, what's wrong? He looked really upset and disheveled. He goes, Oh my god, you don't know. You don't know. Like, tell me, Uncle Rizzo, what happened? He tells me that he's driving down the street and he's really drunk and it's really snowy out. And I'm like, Oh my god, what, what do you mean? He's like, There's a cop behind me. There's a cop behind you. There was a cop behind me. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, You didn't know what to do? What, what, what do you mean you didn't know what to do? I was drunk. I was swerving. It was a little bit a little bit snowy outside. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, So what happened? Well, I turned his lights on. I'm like, what? So you got pulled over? No, 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 no. I pulled over. I pulled over. But he, he, didn't, he didn't get out. The cop didn't get out of the car? No, no, no. I didn't get out of the car. I'm like, Why wouldn't you get out of the car? Well, what I realized was it was not a cop. It was just a guy flashing his brights at me. What the? What are you talking about? Listeners, mind you, this is the craziest story I've ever heard, right? So I'm sitting there, and I realize he's not hes not a cop. He's not a cop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive away. So I drive away, and he starts following me. He gets really close, and then I slam on my brakes. And then he hit me. He hit you? Yeah, he hit me. He was in a car in my truck. And I, I, think, he, I think he messed his car up real bad. He messed... Oh, so what happened? So I see, I see him. I see fear in his eyes. I kick it in reverse. I'm like, what? I kick it in reverse and I ram my car into him. I'm like, you rammed a car? He hit me first. I'm like, he hit you? Like, and I hit him and I hit him and I hit him. I'm like, oh my god! Like, what? What happened then? He fished hell out of there and he tried to get away. I'm like, okay, so he got away. You lost him. No, no, no. I followed him. Like, you followed him after you hit him? Yeah, I hit the motherfucker. I'm like, oh my god. So, what happens next, Uncle Rizzo? I follow him down an alleyway. 
He's jumping over. He, I see him going to a ditch. I run him off the road. I see him in the car. He's got a little tiny, a little tiny shit kicker car. I follow him into the ditch. He's going up. He's going down. I lost him between some houses. But, oh my God. Yeah, let's have some shots. So that's the end of the story. And uh, you might think that's a crazy story, Ben. Why, why would you tell me this long, stupid story that your roommate told you one night drunkenly? Well, for you listeners at home, the best part of the story is I was that other car. And this is my, this is my side of the story. So Uncle Rizzo calls me up. Hey, let's go to the bar. I'm like, okay, let's go to the bar. And we start driving, and um, all of a sudden I see he's in front of me. I'm like, oh my God, what's he doing in front of me? So I start flashing my brights at him. Hey, it's me. I'm waving. And I see him looking, you know, I don't, so that he takes a turn. And it, it is so snowy out that even though they plow, there's still a couple inches of snow flat. And I am in a little four-cylinder car, and he's in his truck, which is a flatbed, flatbed and there's uh, no traction. And I'm trying to follow him. And I'm, I'm flashing my brights. I'm doing the hazards with the, you know, with the brights. I'm flashing them, and I'm all, you know, I'm like on his ass, and uh, he's... And he's, he starts swerving out a little bit because he's freaking out. He thinks the cop's pulling him over. And he pl- I pull him all the way over to the side of the road. We're sitting there, and I start keep flashing. I'm dying laughing. And uh, he takes off. And I'm like, okay. So I start following him. He slams on the brakes. I hit him. And um, at first, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, so I go to kick it. I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I can't believe I just hit him. He kicks it in reverse. I see those reverse taillights turn on. And I'm so scared that I kick it in reverse. And at the same time as he hits me, I, sl- I push the pedal. And he pushes me so hard that I, I fishtail the other way. I take off. And I start trying to cut through neighborhoods. I'm going at, down side streets. And I look next to me. Now, mind you, this is a, a one-way street. And there is enough room for one car. So he is now on the side of the road, hopping up and down through snow. I see him. There's a crazy look in his eyes. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I finally lost him. And I, 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 I just remember I get to the bar. And uh, I never told him. So, Rizzo, if you're listening, that was me. That's my fun story, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, now, learn something interesting. Uh, I, as always, encourage everybody to learn something interesting and new. Something that you didn't know before. Something that's brand new and something that can make you a brighter person. I think it's always good. You should always be trying to increase your intelligence. There's no reason for you to stop learning after 18 years old, after high school. So... Here is my fun fact for the day. Uh, thank you to everybody who uh, let me know your opinions on who you thought Mothman was. Uh, shout out to my best friend, John Ryan. Uh, that he told me it was a combination of Obama and Elon Musk. So, um, uh, again, John Ryan, I'd like to ask, is this Elon Musk and Obama and they made a Obamusk in a lab who has become a crime-fighting amazing British slash, you know, Obama, or, or um, also a uh, shout out to uh, Kyle, who said it was him, and uh, I'm sorry to have revealed yourself, Kyle, but like I offered you on the website, if you'd like to um, sit down for an interview, I would love to ask you some questions on what it's like to be the Mothman, who is the Mothman, why did you choose a moth, are you trying to be a moth, or are you trying to be like a bat, or a parrot, so those are my questions, so... Moving on, my new information for the day is that India unveils a statue of unity. It's the world's tallest statue and twice the size of the Statue of Liberty. So the bronze statue, and uh, another fun fact, the only other bronze statue I know of is that Detroit got together and they built a uh, life-size replica of RoboCop um, made out of bronze as well. So you're in good company if you're made out of bronze. 
<laughs> uh, the bronze statue of unity pays tribute to Sardar. I can't say his last name. I don't want to insult him. Patel, a leader of the Indian independence movement who helped uh, wrest the country from British control. Uh, I believe he was the first prime minister of India. He did, you know, he did unify um, India as one country, and uh, it's their way to pay tribute to him. Uh, again, he's twice the size of uh, the Statue of Liberty. Um, he's big, he's huge, and uh, you can see him online. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and post uh, this article on the Business Facebook page, and thank you to everybody who's liked the page. Uh, again, you have to climb... 597 feet into the sky to reach the top of the Statue of Unity, the world's tallest statue in tribute, an Indian independence leader who was crucial in uniting a fractured country. Prime Minister was on hand Wednesday, Mr. Patel's birthday, known as National Unity Day, to unveil this mammoth statue. So uh, I gotta know, I gotta wonder, how do they cover the statue if it's the tallest statue in the world? How do, how do they not know? Um, I saw some cranes next to it. They're like half the size of it. So I, I doubt there was a huge tarp over it. Um, <laughs> so uh, it looks pretty big. And um, side note, it cost $400 million. And the farmland around is really upset because uh, this enormous statue is blocking the crops. And uh, thanks a lot, India. Um, he is definitely not unifying the farmers with the uh, tourists who will come uh, <laughs> and uh, visit. So I think maybe they could have, uh, you know, all the engineers that built it, maybe they could have looked at the sun a little bit and been like, hey, let's not, uh, you know, maybe put it over like the lake or something. I don't know. Look, there's, there's a water source nearby, but, you know, instead they chose to put it next to some farmland, but maybe they thought no one would care. So that is my learn something new for the day and answer a question from a friend or a family member. Uh, week one, I did my mom. And uh, this week, I did promise Jesse, but again, he hadn't gotten back to me in time. So uh, I think what we're going to do with Jesse is uh, me and him have to uh, sit down for a full interview because uh, he, I think, should interview me. He's got some uh, pretty good insight to uh, me, who I am, um, what I've been through and what I've become. And uh, also, he sounds very similar to me. And uh, not only do we talk the same, we sound the same. So I think it'd be interesting to have uh, the Wright brothers on a podcast together and uh, have everyone kind of just listen in. And uh, what I'd like to know is, uh, could you tell us apart? Could you tell the difference between us? So I think that's what we're going to do for Jesse. And I'll let you interview me, brother, because I, I, he actually came up with several questions. Um, he rapid fired at me about you know, six or seven of them immediately after you heard the podcast uh plus he's got some great insight also his story is incredibly inspiring uh my little brother jesse and uh i think maybe me and him should team up on a podcast maybe next week or the week after if you're down for it jesse i think that is what we should do so question of the day boop, 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 is from my beautiful and wonderful sister Brittany west and she asked me Pull her up. I apologize for the delay. My sister asked something relevant for her is how your life changes when you have a baby or how kids change you. So the question would be, how does becoming a parent change you? Now, again, this is for me and me alone. Um, I know everybody is different in one way or another. Um, I will start off by saying that I've always wanted to be a parent. I've always wanted to be a dad. Um, it's just something that I have just always loved, always wanted. Um, I am also a step parent. Um, I have a nine year old, uh, stepson named Jonathan. And, um, you know, that was just, uh, I would say 
first and foremost, um, I've always wanted to be a parent because the way my mother was uh, parenting me and my brothers and my sister, uh, she made it always so much fun. Um, everything was fun with my mom. I think that's why one of my values is to always have fun in life and to always make sure that you have fun or you enjoy yourself at the very least. Um, you know, I think even we had some rough times growing up and, uh, you know, I think certain people complain about things just because they don't know how bad they could be. And I think that we never really complained much because we didn't know what it was like to have a bad life, no matter what was going on. Um, I thought that I've always kind of related to children because uh, I love cartoons. Um, I'm silly. And again, I also like to have fun. So how did it change me? Um, I would say um, I wake up earlier, as I mentioned earlier about Chase. I love to... um, I think that I worry a lot more. I love to worry, I think. Um, I think I was very carefree. I was very selfish. Um, I think I'm still a little bit selfish at times. Um, I do like to do things for myself, but I I still believe that sometimes you have to put your gas mask on for oxygen on the plane before you put your child's on because if you pass out, who's putting the kid's mask on? Um, You know, and that part I get. Um, I just... uh, I think that I was always going to love my son the way that I do. Um, but I think the worry, um, for me personally, um, me and my wife, our son Chase is fearless. He reminds me of Tommy Pickles from the Rugrats. Uh, he likes to break out of gates. Um, he likes to climb on anything he can find. And, you know, most kids will climb up on something and they're like, oh, look at this accomplishment. Uh, Once my son will climb up to the top of the couch, he'll climb up on the upper lip of the couch. That's like the very small backing of the couch. And then he sprints back and forth across it. Um, He just likes to push his boundaries and just see what could happen (laughs) until he gets hurt. Um, And it's it's the scariest thing in the world. Um, He loves to climb the stairs. Um, He loves to jump off the stairs. Um, He loves to climb up on the dinner table only when people aren't looking and uh, grab pens and pencils and uh, swing them around like he's going to stab somebody. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, in a weird, I, it's, it's horribly dangerous. I know. So I, I just, I, I'm constantly worried about him that he's not being watched. Um, I, uh, getting things done for me is done much quicker because, uh, for instance, you know, I could put off a task for weeks, but, uh, not baby proofing the drawers that have knives in them in the kitchen is something I just had to be done. Um, I sleep a lot less. Like I said, I woke up earlier, um, but I also um, I sleep less because uh, he uh, is just an active guy. Uh, he gets up early. Um, I would like to say my I've gained some patience, but I think that patience is only for my son, who I know knows no better because he's a baby. Um, and um, I think that I am less worried about my sensitive side showing where... Um, you know, I think that I learned that from my stepfather, Tommy, who, um, he was, you know, he's probably one of the coolest, toughest guys you've ever seen. And, uh, I think that just made it, you know, that much cooler when he was sweet and sensitive with his son, Micah, and you'd see him just be cute and cuddling and everything. Cause it's like, uh, you know, uh, it just kind of showed me that you, you can be a man, you can be tough and you can still be sweet and sensitive and, you know, have your moments where you cry, you're upset because you worry about your son. Um, I think also, uh, my son had a, a, a surgery. It was, wasn't a big, crazy surgery. It was a, more of a cosmetic thing, but, um, 
I, I've never been so worried or scared when they took him away from me to go in the back. And you can't do anything and you feel helpless because uh, for the first time there's someone else that's looking that look that looks to you for help, love, and everything else. And it's um it's the scariest, most exhilarating, most incredible feeling in the world. I wouldn't change it for anything. Um and uh the last thing I'll say is my goals, dreams, aspirations have all been met now that I've become a dad. Um, anything else is just icing on the cake, uh, promotion at job, a bonus, uh, vacation time, um, you know, extra time for myself. That's all bonus on top of being a dad. And that's me. That's all I got. Again, as always, uh, message me, like or hate me. Let me know what you think of the business because I'm here to give you the business. And I'm Benjamin Wright. And I'm here tonight. And I love, love, love all of you. Thank you so much and have a great day. Happy Halloween.